Back to the Power Through Podcast with Coach Keith. Sorry, Ham. And uh, it's Friday around these parts. So uh, we are back. We're, we're trying to do Fridays now because, you know, with the, the change in the tiers uh, with our county right now, gyms are able to re- reopen. And uh, the gym here that we are... Um, Training classes at Obstacourse Fitness is back open with strength classes. So we're uh, running those classes in the morning. Everything's getting pushed out a bit. So yep. Fridays are days that we could actually consistently get an, an episode in. So we're trying to get one in each week. Commit into Fridays. And if you're in Australia, it's Saturday. <laughs> Fun fact. Um. Yeah, so we're going to take over where we left off, um, see how we could tie our word of the day in today to Sarge's story. Today's word of the day is, I'm a beast. beast. I'm a beast. One word. That's one word, by the way. I'm a beast. I'm a beast. It's all hyphenated. I like that. <laughs> uh, I'm a beast. That I mean, that's not like something that everybody could say, right? I mean, you know, that's definitely going to pull out some imposter syndrome right there, right? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> you want to talk about feeling vulnerable? Just say that in a crowded room. <laughs> I'm a beast. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> of course, you probably have me in the back corner singing Beast of Burden by the Stones. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so so that's the. I mean, that's gonna take a lot of confidence, right? A lot of self assurance to start calling yourself a beast. Um, but that's what we like to do around here is really empower people. You know, we we see when people are being just go, going beast mode, and that's that's a tough thing to accept. You know, to um, for someone to say, "Oh, you're a beast." You know, it's like, "Oh, yeah, thanks." You know, it's like. Yeah, you're like you're you're just trying to make me feel good right now, but you don't really think that, right? I mean, you know, cuz that that's a strong statement. It, it gets tossed around a lot right now and recently, and you know, mm. in the last few years it's been a pretty, you know, common term and beast, savage, animal. You know, like the city zoo calls me regularly when the classes are open looking for their animals. I say they're with me, the <laughs> zookeeper. Yep. <laughs> ah. And when you get into like imposter syndromes and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, referring to yourself as a beast and and thinking, well, I'm not a beast because there's so many other people out there that are like way more beasts than me. And, And that goes with like everything, every subject. There's always somebody who's a bigger beast than you, you know, and it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter that we're, it's, if you're a beast, it doesn't mean you're a bigger beast than this other beast. It's just like I was talking about today. You're a beast among the beasts. Okay. It's a jungle out there. There's a ton of beasts and you know, you might not be the biggest, baddest beast out there and it doesn't matter. It's like, when when people see your effort and they see you going hard 
and you're putting in, you know, the best that you could put in, people see that, you know, and it, it's inspiring and they could see it in you and go, man, that, she's, she's a beast. And it's like, it's like she might not be thinking that. She's thinking, oh, I still got a lot of work to do. And I, I think that's a common trait of a beast, uh, someone who does try hard, someone who who um, is taking care of themselves and, and, and they, they're strong. And, but they're constantly thinking about, like, how could I improve? Like, I want to keep getting better. And that's a beast mentality right there. You're not like... I'm the beast, I'm at the top, so I'm just gonna chill. It's like, the beasts are the one that are just keep putting in the work. You, you look at the lion and the lioness. They are the king of the jungle, but yet they hunt every day. They hunt for that fuel, that meat. Just like when you come to the gym, you're hunting for that iron. Just take that mentality. Even the little carpenter ant can lift 25 times its weight I just saw Ant-Man again. So, <laughs> but you got to think about the little ant by itself. And it's busy all year round, working, 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 working. You can be the ant or like the old fable of the, uh, the ant and the grasshopper. You know, you can enjoy life, have a good time. And then when winter hits and adversity strikes, you can either be the ant or the grasshopper. The ant's well fed, the grasshopper's starving and dying. So take that mentality. Put your life on it. Sacrifice, suffering, creates permanent change. And along with that comes discipline, accountability, and pure gains with a Z. You know, I get hung up sometimes when I hear stuff like, you know, suffering and sacrifice and things like that. Um, and I, I feel like there's a bit of confusion with that because... Um, I think maybe in the beginning of like, say a fitness journey or, or any sort of thing you're learning, um, you know, things might not come like easy and natural in the beginning and maybe like with your fitness or you're doing some sort of new, new program and, and you're going through a lot of like muscle pains and it's just hard to get through the workout and things like that. I guess there is that suffering in the beginning. It is hard in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe because you haven't really changed your identity yet. And um, that's something I recently heard somebody talking about was with that identity switch where um, you haven't really accepted the identity of being a fit person. You know, you maybe haven't accepted the identity of being a beast. Um, and you are really still looking at like, taking care of yourself, like fitness, exercise, things like that, you're, you're looking at it as just something you do on the side. Mm -hmm. When it becomes more of an identity, this is just what I do, um, then it's, it's not a suffering. It's, it's like, it's more of an enjoyment, you know? It's like, when, when I'm going through a workout and I'm dealing with pain, like say a, say a, a lactic acid burn or, something's getting tough and it's hurting and I want to cry. I'm, I'm enjoying that. Uh, I have to agree with you a hundred percent on that. Yeah. It's like, ah, that hurts, but I love it. Yep. It's, it's cause it's like, it's fun. It's like, 
so what? That you know it hurts you... a little bit. It's it goes away right after. I'm not injuring myself. I'm not saying let me break my leg today and let it repair itself. Yeah, <laughs> let me yeah. Come back stronger. It's like no, this is a muscle burn. You're breaking the muscle down. It's growing back. This is a common thing that's happening. It doesn't just sit, sit there and go away. I mean. You know, I'll let you talk before I keep rambling. That's all right, man. That's where you find the joy, you know. You know, in the service, you know, we, we always say embrace the suck. Some of the worst suffering times I've experienced were the most rewarding, enlightening, enlightening. And I mean, I, and I'm figuring things out about myself, my weaknesses, my strengths. Uh, you find these things out. And that's part of, you know, I, I always like to say suffering because that's part of the suffering because your mind's changing and you're you're grasping that pain, you know, and then again, Keith hates this phrasing, but pain is positive attributes inspired <laughs> by negativity. And I can thank Gary Busey for that. You know, it's painful to heal. It's painful to train. But once you get beyond that physical pain, it becomes a mental pain, right? Because you know, once I switch my mindset, you know, from, okay, let me just go, I don't want to do this. I know the pain of it. I mean, like for me, roll-ups, I suck at them. I hate them, but I still practice and I still try to get them. It's that, to me, that's painful because, you know, especially when I'm on, on, on a virtual video and I can't do the roll-ups, to me, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep rolling. I'm, I may not get it, but I'll get one out of ten, and I do. So, yeah. You know, that's yeah. to me, that's painful, and that's kind of like being an imposter sometimes because, like, I'm a coach. I'm supposed to be able to do these things. I can't do everything, mm -hmm. and I let my athletes see that. I let them see me fail. At first, it was painful and embarrassing, but now I'm like, you know what? Let's look at the opposite. It's rewarding, and it's inspiring. Yeah. Because those who can't even get to where I'm doing it, where I can barely touch my feet and get my butt off the ground, there's people who can't do it. And they're watching me fail, 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 and then I get one, and then they try and try and try again. Same thing with push-ups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's like you have the pain afterwards. Yeah. And you know what? I think I probably sound like an asshole when people say, oh, I'm so sore, and I'm like laughing. Yeah. Because I think it's funny. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I, I, I think it's great. Because when I can't sit down on the toilet and my ass hurts so much because it's so sore, I go, oh, my God, and I laugh about it. <laughs> because, oh, man, it's getting up from the toilet is yeah, the worst part. Yeah, I mean, you're like, you get, it's like, it's funny. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it hurts, but I'm not injured. It's just the muscle broke down. I broke it down, and now it's rebuilding. It's going to get stronger, and it's like, I'm walking around like an old man, and it's like, it's funny. Well, I, uh, I, I'm not going to sit there and cry about it. I'm not going to give anyone any sympathy or empathy. I mean, I have the empathy because I've been there and I know it, but I think it's funny. So if I laugh about it, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at I could relate. And I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like Monday and Tuesday, I was walking around here at the gym and then at the work and at home like I was nine months pregnant with my with my pelvic and my rip my, my hips felt like they were rubber you know I had done I started doing deep squats again with a bar on my back you know and you walk around and you're like whoa, whoa I remember this feeling <laughs> I'm, I'm not going downstairs at all I'll walk up but I ain't going down uh, 
But you know, you walk around and you're like, oh, my butt hurts. My hammies are on fire a little bit. And I'm like, I don't want to sit or stand. You know, <laughs> just lay me down somewhere. Just the life of a beast. Hey. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So let's take a look back at where you were at on our story. We were up to around 2013, 2014, mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah. Um, you were, you started getting into some new fitness programs, right? Well, I was at, at, a, at, a, at a boot camp for about a year and a half before I met you. Okay. So I can't remember if you started in 2011 or 2012. Uh, I started in, I started in 2013. Okay, so it was, yeah, it was right around then because uh, it was probably late to 2012 because 2013, I think in May, you did that first uh, Rugged Maniac with the team. Yes, I believe that was 2013 or 2014. Yeah, it, was it might have been 2014. It was 2013. Was I, it? Okay. I was getting ready for my first Spartan when I had another breaking of a bone. Oh, okay. Okay. So 2013, around May. Hmm. So you, you did that Rugged Maniac? Yeah. The funny thing is the heights didn't affect me then. Really? Really. And, I, and we'll go into when the heights affected me. Huh. I'd started getting up, used to, you know, doing the obstacle courses for the military and doing the training and getting back to full active duty or not full AGR, which is active. Active. I did more than one weekend a month because I was instructing. Um, and uh, so, you know, I was doing, we we're getting ready for this race. I didn't know what I was getting into, but I kind of figured, you know, okay, you know, they've got the obstacles and then there's a fire pit we got to jump over. Yeah, I'll try it. Went in there, started training. I went slow, you know, still dealing with limbs that didn't want to work fully, but I still, I managed, and I don't know how I did it, but I got 24 out of 25 obstacles there, and where I failed was on the rings over the pool. Mm -hmm. And I think the only reason why I failed on there is uh, the ring, I was reaching out for it, and it kind of went too far. My hands were wet and muddy. I slipped and fell in the pool. Uh, got through the race, and I remember there was this one lady, Claudia, there, and I was working with her and a couple other people from the boot camps that we were doing it with. I liked it. I got the bug. Mm -hmm. And so that was my first. Yeah, I got, that's, that's what gave me the bug for that, too, because I had never been, I had never done an obstacle course race before that. Yeah. Um, that was the first time I got introduced to it. Someone told me, you should form a team. Yep. And so I was like, okay, this sounds, this sounds fun. And so I put together a team of, like, there's 40 people on the team. 40, yeah. 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 And so um, it was like, you show up, <clears throat> it's all muddy, there's these obstacles, it's a festival, there's beer, At there's the food trucks, there's, mm -hmm. you know, blow-up houses and stuff. It's like, and there's, the vibe is, it's... It's electric. It's electric, and, and it's also like, talk talk about, you know, uh, on a separate subject of finding your, your community, finding your tribe, finding your people, mm -hmm. you'll, you'll notice, at least I notice, because I'm aware of this kind of thing, if you ever notice when you're around certain people where you're like, I feel like I know these people, or I feel like I've, I feel like I've met this person before, there's certain people that, like, 
they're your people. You know, they're, they're people that they're on the same vibe as you for whatever reason, if it's some similar interest or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's a whole nother subject of its own, but it's like, you're like, wow, I feel like I really like, these are people that are a lot like me. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's like, it's just, it's, it's energetic. And it, it's like, this is cool. I want to do more of this kind of stuff and be around this type of energy. Yeah. It was just amazing going through that. I, you know, I, I always look back to that and, you know, we talked about the cookie jar of rewards, right? <clears throat> and that's in my cookie jar. Rugged Maniac, 24 out of 25. miles. So we get through that. I'm excited. And then it must have been around June, mid to late of that year when, hey, there's a Spartan race coming up. Let's, 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 let's start doing that and get ready for it. So July, I started getting ready for it, running, hitting the parks with kitty jungle gyms and what have you and started doing those. And I was out on a run. It was August late August and I had the million dollar step think of the width of a fence board about a half inch well I stepped on one about a mile and a half two miles out on this run thought I sprained my ankle hobbled back to my car went back to 24-hour fitness to go lift some weights Later on that afternoon, around 2, uh, my shoe was extremely tight. My, my left foot is just different colors. I'm like, ah, maybe we go to the doctor and check it out. So I walk into the doctor, we hobbled in, get the x-ray, and I had broken the outside metatarsal on my left foot, which is called a Jones break. So, again, my world comes crashing down on me. I'm disabled again. I'm laid up. And the doc says, you know, come back. We're going to get you to an orthopedic surgeon. You know, we can get you on. And I think it was a Friday. I got in on a Monday. So I'm meeting with the, the podiatrist and the orthopedic surgeon. And they're saying, you know, we're going to cast you up six to eight weeks. And we'll see if you need surgery. So my wife's sitting there. And I'm looking at him. And I said, no. I said, can you get me in this week? He goes, well, we want to give the chance of bone to heal. I said, I know my body. I know it well. I go, it's going to take it's going to take the screw, the Jones screw, whatever you were talking about. Just put it in. Let's get it over with. He says, well, let's wait. I says, I started putting on my sock and shoe, and he's looking at me like, hold on. You're serious. And my wife's saying, you know what? He's crazy enough to sit there and leave this office and go find a back alley dock to go put the <laughs> screw in. He comes back in. He goes, I can get you in on Wednesday at 5 a.m. So this was a Monday. So I came in Wednesday, got the screw put in, started recovering. Uh, Probably three weeks post-surgery, I'm back at 24-hour fitness. I've got combat boots on, duct tape over the, 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 they didn't really cast my foot, I had an air cast. So I had combat boot on one foot, air cast on the other with basically duct tape around my foot and sock to hold everything into place. I'm on the bike, pedaling, and then that did hurt, so I got off that and had this little hand pedal thing. I'm doing that, lifting weights. So I do this for, this is probably, I had to say about two, three weeks post-surgery. So go back in, and the doc goes, how's everything going? 
said, fine. He goes, you lifting weights, riding a bike? I go, no. He goes, well, your wife emailed me and <laughs> told me you're doing X, Y, Z. Uh, can you take it easy? I said, well, I'll try. <laughs> he goes, well, you know, come back next week. We'll pull the stitches out and take a look at it. I said, can I swim? He goes, uh, let's talk about that next week. So, 24-hour has these pools. Me, I take a garbage bag, duck, me and my favorite thing, duck take that garbage bag over that, that foot and leg and jump in the pool. And I start swimming. Not kicking off the sides. Again, I go back the next week and the doc goes, hey, doing any lifting? Doing any swimming? <laughs> well, she emailed you again, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> yep. He goes, can you at least wait till the stitches are coming out can you at least wait till the scabs fall off and start doing some things i said i'll try i didn't listen but the whole time there's a mental thing going on and this is where i was being a true imposter uh you know mental grit had taken over that switch flipped i'm like i'm just gonna gut through this i'm gonna go beast mode and just heal i healed you know, and part of healing is very similar to training and working out. You know, it takes patience, it takes recovery, it takes rest, and then you got to return. That same discipline that you use to train, you have to apply to recovery. Well, me being in a hurry, didn't want to. And uh, this was probably, I had missed, and I was, like I said, I was getting ready for that first Spartan Beast. Well, I, I couldn't do it because I just wasn't healed enough. Mm -hmm. But the mental thing is, all of a sudden, I'm thinking one day as I'm doing little curb jumps, trying to get my feet back, and it's hurting. And I'm like, you know what? If I go any higher this, or if I land any harder than this, I'm going to break my feet again. I can't do it. Won't do it. Can't do it. Doc says, take it easy. The other doctor said I was limited. I started believing those old lies again. Mm-hmm. So, after that, I didn't race. I stopped. I, I just stopped running. I was running. I mean, my 5Ks were, you know, at, at 30, 29 minutes at that time when I got hurt. Well, I was in extremely good shape. I mean, endurance was up, grit was up, strength was up, but then this injury took it all away. And it was a simple injury, you know, foot injury, broken foot. But with all the other injuries I had, that old man, those old memories came forward. Mm -hmm. So, hey, we're going to do another race 2014, 2015. Nah, I'm good. I stopped. Just did the boot camp, stopped doing the high jumps, stopped doing all those things because I didn't want to break any more bones. I didn't want to feel the pain. And I forgot the meaning of pain, you know, the positive attributes inspired by negativity. I don't think you have learned about that one yet. No, actually I hadn't. <laughs> right. Because that was, uh, I'm not going to mention the TV show that, uh, you know, you're fired. Uh, but Gary Busey was on this. It was after that. It kind of stuck with me. You're right. Yeah. Again, those memories are flooding. Yeah. So, you know, we moved forward a few years. You know, 2016, 2017. Well, I don't want skip to skip ahead too yeah. far. Um, but yeah, like, 
Like, so, so tell us about like, what were you doing at that time? Like, you know, you mentioned about going to boot camp mm-hmm. and you were, you were, you were in your, you were feeling like you were in like one of your best shapes, one of your best shapes, your life, at least since recovery. Did so, you feel like you were in better shape than before you were originally? In, yeah. I felt I was in the best shape of my life. Like, like a fresh boot coming out of boot camp. What were you doing exactly during that time? I was, Be- before the foot got broken. Oh, I was swimming 15 to, you know, 15 to 3,000 meters a couple of times a week. I was running three, four days a week, lifting weights, hit style workouts. You know, we, we called it body shock at the at the at the at the boot camp. And I was doing those. I mean, I mean, I was my my caloric intake you know the days i was working out i was at 2300 calories the days i wasn't working out i was at 1900 i mean i was tracking i was logging i was doing everything my mind was clear my body was functioning perfectly mm-hmm. with the ailments so i had adapted and i had adjusted my physical being to meet the challenges mm-hmm. yeah because <clears throat> at this time uh, when I would see you, it would be at, you know, this one facility mm-hmm. in Redwood City at the sports house. And, um, but you, you were, you would only be coming there, um, once or twice a week, once or twice a week. Cause you would be going to, to other locations yep. too. And, um, you know, so this, this place was a lot, you know, had a lot more cardio, yeah. a lot more running around and stuff. And, um, I remember, so like, so just, you know, to give you an idea of like Sarge as I'm meeting this guy Mm -hmm. as he's coming in, um, I'm just like, who is this guy? (laughs) Like, he he comes in and he's always yelling some random stuff and or singing and and chanting and doing, you know, different uh, army um, Army cadences and 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 I got to deal with everybody in this class. And, you know, some people are laughing, thinking, uh, you know, they, they like this guy. And some people are like, who is this guy? Like, get him out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, he's fine. It's fun. Just stop being so, yeah. so, so serious. Just have some fun. <laughs> and, and he was all about just like having fun and, and trying to motivate people. And some people can handle that. And some people, it's just too early in the morning for him to handle those kind of people. <laughs> you know, it's so funny you bring that up because, you know, I believe one of the people that we train with regularly here was there. And uh, she came up to me after class. And I remember specifically, she goes, you know, I don't know your name, but people say call you Sarge or Army Dude. But what's wrong with you? <laughs> what do you mean she goes how do you come in like you have three pots of coffee some cocaine and a jolt and then go through this and we're all suffering she goes what's wrong with you and i said i don't know paint chips i drank out of the hose when i was a kid i don't know i go i enjoy this i go i just find the the rigorous motions enjoyable because i couldn't do them for a while why? I go, oh, it's nothing. I just got injured. I didn't, was really just conscientious of telling people about that part of my life. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, I got, I got called out quite a few times <laughs> privately and publicly by people who, you know, you might want to say they're haters. I said, no, nah, I just think of them. They're just jealous. Yeah. You know, and that's how I see it. But yeah, but you know, sometimes saying the 
perfect thing at the perfect time will change somebody's life completely you know and and sometimes I say the wrong thing at the right time and uh, you gotta you know gotta swallow that and make it right any tips for anybody on um, when they want to be that sort of fun person in the room the person that motivates other people that like encourages others but they feel kind of like that imposter syndrome comes in they're like oh I don't want to offend anybody uh, I don't want them to like I, I, I don't want to um, you know I'm not worthy of really trying to you know motivate anybody who am I to even say that you know all those self-doubt things start kicking in and you introvert what helps you extrovert and really just be yourself and and motivate others and not really care about what others think about you one you know you know you used to call out the warm outs at the at the boot camp people would call out the warm-ups you know volunteer to lead a warm-up i don't care if you stuttering or if you're having to do it in sign language just stepping forward for that little act is a confidence builder because one you're dealing with 20 to 30 people that you know you may see regularly or you may be there the, the first or fourth time it just breaking through that little mental barrier you know just like uh, my voice is quiet and just finding that I don't know that beast grunt mm -hmm. you know where beast is the word of the day you know beast grunt and snarl and at times they also nurture so finding that balance and finding that just the courage just to step forward and just to lead a small part of the class or take the time to say hey you're doing your burpee wrong or you're doing your push-up try this because maybe you're proficient at it and maybe that other person's struggling you know it's just simple things like that will build that up mm -hmm. and I think to add to that too if you want to be that person you want to put yourself out there but you're a bit intimidated or you're feeling that self-doubt or you're feeling like you're going to get criticized or you're feeling like you're an imposter remember that if you if that actually were to happen if you actually do have someone then criticizing you how could you lead a class how could you say this to everybody how do you have the nerve to motivate me that's not your person those are not your people <laughs> those people who are gonna put you down for trying to be yourself and trying to motivate others and trying to be inspiring you do not want to hang around those people that's that's the thing you're worried about trying to fit in in, an, in a group that you it's diverse it's group. it's just that's not the group for you mm -hmm. if it, if that group is trying to put you down that's not the group for you don't try to just fit in to them you know be you you know motivate others if you really want to and 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 don't worry about what they're going to think about you because those those your people will will appreciate you for doing that oh yeah so one last thing when when you were coming in you always smelt like syrup do you remember that and yeah i didn't understand why it was oh, yeah. so confusing i to will me. tell you why <laughs> i will tell you why 
it was this testosterone supplement that was a paste you had to rub on the inside of your arms and the inside of your thighs it was one of these new supplements i was trying and i did it for about six eight months and it had this funny little syrupy smell so yeah it was like this dark it was almost like a dark like thick like <laughs> thing i'd have to rub on my inner thighs and on my under armpits just so i could get the extra t extra testosterone i thought i needed but you know that thing was just you know, okay. That's now what it was. The big mystery is solved. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's why. You know, I, I was just trying to look beautiful and smell good for everybody. Uh -huh. Sweet yeah, like it's candy. It's an attractor. Yeah. It's an attra <laughs> Get all those wasps coming at you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, all right. <coughs> well, <laughs> I think that's a good start. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, we'll follow up next week on the story with with Sarge on the you know kind of kind of a little bit giving up. He's a little discouraged. He's got some old. Fears uh, some, waking up. Yeah, some old fears waking up. Uh, probably a little PTSD going on there. Oh, it was you know? high during that time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, we'll find out next time how, how he gets out of that and uh, take over from around 2014 or so. Um, yeah. And see what happens from there. Definitely. It's exciting times for this next, next few years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Oh, let's do it. Remember to be the beast. Gotta be that beast. Let the savage out. Gotta own it. Own I'm it. a beast. Be no do. Well, wanna send us out? Oh, and jump all out. See you guys. See ya. Yeah, I, I thought I told you I was doing that shit. I didn't remember. <laughs> That's funny you brought that up because, yeah.